Welcome to Rise and Thrive, a segment of the Unyielded Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Kaler. These short segments are meant to be fuel for you, for your week, and for your life. If you are finding value in these, and if you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. In episode 158, I talked about the seven forms of being stuck. Again, there are a lot of flavors, but at the heart of being stuck is that feeling of, I'm not sure of either what is next or how to take the next steps. And this is, without a doubt, one of the most common things that clients have brought to coaching sessions over the years. And nearly all of us have experienced some form of it in our lives. And even if you don't feel stuck right now, the strategies that I'll share in this episode apply just as well for planning for the new year. In fact, One of the strategies goes against the conventional wisdom that we see so much of at this time of year. And today what I want to do is dive into one of the most common areas that keep people stuck and then a couple of strategies for moving through it so that you can find your way forward. From my experience in coaching, what keeps a lot of people stuck is that they think they have to have the whole plan or all the details and everything that they might need before they can get started. Not only do I believe that we don't need to have the whole plan and everything we need before we get started, I think that that is an impossibility because we're going to have to learn along the way, no matter how much we might know at the beginning. Things change, different, different situations come up, and the unexpected, good and bad, happens. I think it's better to set a direction and then start taking action and keep assessing and making adjustments. I believe this for a few reasons. Number one, I've experienced it for myself and I know how well it works. Number two, I've seen my clients experience more success and happiness employing this strategy. And finally, number three, it's supported by science. So this brings up two questions. What is the difference between goals and directions? While I believe that goals have a place in our lives, I think that they are often overused and misused. If you are feeling stuck or uncertain, it is really hard to set a goal. So then what happens is that we hear the constant harping out there that you have to have goals, and then we start to feel worse about ourselves, and we end up more stuck than we were in the first place. This isn't the time or place for goals. If you have a goal, great. If you don't, There's nothing wrong with you. It's just the wrong time for it. Now, by contrast, a direction is a broad stroke picture of where we want to go. Here's a very simple example. A direction is, I'm a fit, healthy, strong athlete. This leads me to actions that are in line with living my life as a fit, healthy, and strong athlete. I don't have a specific goal of losing X amount of weight or running a marathon or whatever. This is my lifestyle, not just a goal. Now, something that is really important about this is that setting a direction like this has been proven to be more effective than specific goal setting that we constantly hear about in SMART goals. And this is where the brilliant research by Richard Boyatzis, one of my grad school professors, comes in. 
Specifically, his research since the late 1960s into how do people change in intentional and sustainable ways. Now, if you're interested in more about the intentional change theory, then check out episodes 87 and 89, where I dive deep into this and how you can apply it. In those episodes, I I really dive into the application of it. But for now, think about a direction that you want to grow in. And this can range from a direction that's kind of fuzzy to it's pretty clear. And it doesn't have to be completely true for you right now. This is about a direction you want to grow into. This is just to get you started in growing in that direction. Now, here's an example of a direction that I set several years ago. When I felt like I wanted to you know, have more creativity in my life. So I set a direction of, I'm a creative person and I seek ways to bring more creativity into my life. At that, at the time that I set this, I would have said that I wasn't very creative. And now part of that was I wasn't giving myself enough credit for the different ways that I was creative. But since setting that direction several years ago, I've taken my cooking to the next level, which is a creative endeavor. I've started a podcast. I've recommitted to my writing and content creation. I've added in a hobby of creating wooden signs. And I love studying home improvement and design projects. And sometimes those projects go well. (laughs) Sometimes it's a bit of a mess, but that's okay. It's still fun and it's still creative. Now, again, if this is something you need more help in, check out episodes 87 and 89 as I give a few exercises in there to help with this. Okay, so the second question that often comes up here is, What if you really have no idea where you want to go? What if you just know that this isn't it? So here are some strategies that you can use. First of all, talk to people who seem energized by their lives. What was their path? What were some of the most important things that they discovered? Not that you should copy them, but by talking to people like that, two things will happen. Number one, their energy is infectious. And number two, you will learn or discover something new that will cause you to explore something new. And that's one of the ways to keep the ball moving. The second thing is you need to get out of your head and tune into what energizes you. And I say that as an overthinker. So trust me, I understand this one. So we need to tune into what energizes us. Now, a simple way to do this is, is, something that I learned while I was in college in an art therapy class. And Rick and I have used it in our own lives as well. And it's a vision board. Here's how you can do that. And by the way, before I give the directions on how to do a vision board, just know that a vision board is an incredibly powerful tool for setting an intention and then being pulled into that direction. It's supported by science. So here are the steps. First of all, pick up magazines that catch your attention for whatever reason. Don't overthink it. Just go with what energizes you. Second step, go through the magazines and start cutting out pictures that energize you or that resonate with you. Now, two precautions here. Number one, don't overthink it. And number two, do not allow shoulds into this exercise. Be vigilant about noticing them and editing them out. This is about what you want. You want, not what you think you should want. Step three, once all the pictures have been cut out, start organizing them into piles of similar categories. And it's okay at this point to discard pictures that don't make the final cut. Step four, 
Once you have your piles of pictures, start putting them on a large poster board or cork board. The cork board's actually really nice because you can keep moving them around pretty easily. Now, you might find yourself moving some pictures around or even discarding a few more. And that's okay. It's part of the process. Also, does anything feel like it's missing? If so, go back through your magazines and start, you know, start that process of what might be missing, you know, in, in searching again. Step five, once all the pictures have been attached, step back and tune into the different categories. What are the themes of each category, each grouping? Write that theme at the top of each category. Step six, now this might be as far as you take the process for now, and that's fine. Over time though, you might notice an overarching theme. When Rick and I did ours back in 2009, When we stepped back from it, Rick said, wow, you know what this is? This is about creating the life we love to live every day. Now, it might take you longer to notice your overarching theme. And again, that's okay. But if you do, write that at the top of the board. And then finally, step seven, keep the vision board where you can see it every day. We did that for about a year. And we didn't study it every day, but we glanced at it or we looked at it. The power of that is that our brains start to look for ways for us to create and manifest the things that we put on the board. Now, I know that might sound a little kooky, but the science proves that it works. Creating vision boards are are a very, very powerful exercise. And by the way, this activity is powerful even if you have good clarity on the direction that you want to go. If you try it, I think you'll be surprised at how powerful it is. As you're going through this exercise, if you run into any questions, please drop me an email at bobby at unyielded.net and I'll be happy to clarify. I hope that this was helpful. I appreciate you for tuning in and for listening. And by the way, if there are any topics that you'd love to see me tackle, shoot me an email and I'll put a link to that in the show notes and I'll do my best to, to address it. Have a great week and be sure to rise and thrive.